Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching from the book of 1 Samuel, chapter 25. So grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. 1 Samuel Chapter 25, look at verse 23. If you're looking at verse 23, say amen. Now, when Abigail saw David, she dismounted quickly from the donkey, fell on her face before God, and bowed down to the ground. So she fell at his feet, and she said, On me, my Lord, on me let this iniquity be. And please let your maidservant speak in your ears and hear the words of your maidservant. Please let not my Lord regard this scoundrel, or some of your Bibles say son of Belial, Nabal, For as his name is, so is he. Nabal is his name, and folly is his game. I mean, folly is with him. I told you I can't help it. But I, your maidservant, in verse 25, did not see the young men of my Lord whom you sent. Now, therefore, my Lord, as the Lord lives, and as your soul lives, since the Lord has held you back from coming to bloodshed and from avenging yourself with your own hand, now then let your enemies... And and those who seek harm for my Lord be as Nabal. And now this present with which your maidservant has bought to my Lord all the stuff, the raisins, the cakes, let it be given to your young men who follow my Lord. And please forgive the trespass of your maidservant. For the Lord will certainly make for my Lord an enduring house. Underline that. Because my Lord fights the battles of who saints? The Lord and evil is not found in you throughout your days. Yet a man has risen to pursue you and seek your life. But the life of my Lord shall be bound in the bundle of living with the Lord your God and the lives of your enemies. He shall sling out as from the pocket of a sling and it shall come to pass. When the Lord has done for my Lord, according to all the good that he has spoken concerning you and has appointed you ruler over Israel, that this will be no grief to you, nor offense of heart to my Lord, either that you have shed blood without cause or that my Lord has avenged himself. But when the Lord has dealt well with my Lord, then remember your maidservant. Saints, stop right there. Give me your attention. Abigail is smart. And she is a beautiful, smart woman with common sense. Now, in my sanctified imagination, I believe she used her brains and her beauty. Because, listen, and fellas, you know this is true. Women are smart. If you sit next to your wife, you better say amen. Women are smart. Women are crafty. Ladies know how to set stuff up. Two, two men said amen. Two. Two. And those two, their wife is home. Amen. 
Women know how to set stuff up. Women are smart. Abigail calls David, note this, and if you don't have it written down, write this down. She calls David, my Lord, 14 times in this chapter. She calls herself the Lord's maidservant at least 12 times. Look at verse 24. She said, please forgive the trespass of your maidservant. Interesting. Abigail is taking responsibility on herself. Abigail realized her husband has done something very stupid. But what I like about Abigail, listen, look at me. What I like about Abigail is that knowing her husband has done something very stupid, she covers him. Ladies, listen. Knowing her husband has done something very stupid, she covers him. I didn't say that she agreed with him. I didn't say that, that, that she thought he was right. As a matter of fact, she knew he was wrong. That's why we have all this interaction. She knew he was wrong, but she still covers him. She didn't throw her husband under the bus. Ladies, therein lies a sermon for you. Don't throw your husband under the bus. Amen. Fellas, write that in your wife's Bible. Don't throw that. Don't throw me under the bus. Exclamation point. Don't do that. Cover him. Remember you're one. Remember you're one. Yes, he's done something stupid. It probably wasn't the first time he's done something stupid. Remember, his name means fool. So his mom and dad, when they, she, they had him, y'all pray for me, when, when, when they had him, they laid in the hospital. I don't know what the circumstances was. I wasn't there. But they're holding him. Honey, what do you think we ought to name him? How about fool? Oh, yeah, great name. Great name. Yes, fool. Nabal means fool. So I don't get the impression that uh, maybe, I don't know. I don't, I'm, I've actually it plagued my mind. And why did they name him fool? Like what, 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 what happened? What were they going through? What, the, because the mom and dad, generally, you know this in Jewish culture, they would name a child based on a certain circumstance or situation that was happening in their lives. So what was mom and dad going through that she or in his birth or him coming into the world that they would name him fool. We don't know, but we do know that he's lived a life as a fool. And you'll see even more of that as we move on tonight, but wives even still cover your husband. I could honestly keep you here. All listen, Miss Umbar and I've been married 32 years and I have been a awesome husband. Yes, I have. I will tell you this. I know I have not done everything right. I know I've made some crazy mistakes. Even coming here, she, she'd be the first to tell you. She had to ask the Lord, was it God really speaking to me to come to here? Because she knows if I get something up in here, I'm going to do it. That's just the way I be. So she t- she'll tell you, she had to ask God, Lord, are you really speaking to him about moving to North Carolina, to moving to a place where we have never, ever been? I didn't know anything about North Carolina. I did, well, I did know Andy Griffith. <laughs> I didn't know that. I knew 
No, I knew Raleigh was the big city for Andy Griffith. I didn't know that. But I didn't, I've never been here. So, yeah, I've, have I done some foolish things? Yeah. Rarely, but yeah. <laughs> but I can honestly tell you, never once has she ever left me uncovered. Ever. Ever. And that's your role as a wife. That is your role as a wife. It's not to expose. Yes, when you get home, then you can say, honey, I'm going to start calling you Nabel. I don't know what that was back there. I'm going to cover you. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Whatever we go through, we go through it together. Don't get me wrong. Now, when we get home, we'll straighten this out. Now, if y'all not married, write this down. Okay? When you get home, we're going to straighten it out. You don't leave each other uncovered. You don't do that. She covers him. This is a very godly, wise woman. If she hadn't covered him, that could have been perhaps the death of all of them, her included. So ladies, listen, you have the ability to strengthen your husband or you have the ability to tear him down and destroy everything that God is trying to even do in him. And that you don't want to be responsible for. You don't want to answer to God I'm talking ladies because that's context, okay? Fellas, I'll pick on y'all another Sunday or another Wednesday. Right now, ladies, you're getting it. All right. (laughs) It could have been the death of everyone. Servants. David was upset. He wanted to kill everybody. So wives, you can tear down your husband or you can build him up. That's your choice. You really have that power. You have the power to release him and tell him, look, go do what God has called you to do. Or, well, I need you home with the kids. I mean, I can't do all this by myself. So, you know, you need to be home with the kids. Yeah, well, I'm trying to serve the Lord. Yeah, but, you know, we got a family first. Can I tell you something? That's not biblical. Family first is not biblical. It's good. Don't get me wrong. God first is biblical. God first is biblical. Then your family. But you got to get that priority in order. This woman had a lot of power and she used it wisely. This is what I'm trying to help you understand. She was a godly woman. She understood her role as a wife. Now, listen, I'm going to use the what we're going to call the S word right here. The word submit. Because in our culture, that's an S word. So hold on to your pearls, ladies. <laughs> Where I got that from. The Bible says, listen, wives submit to your own husbands. Colossians 3.18 says just that. Wives submit to your own husbands as fitting to the Lord. Ephesians 5.22, wives submit to your own husbands as as is to the Lord. Ladies, don't let the world cause you to treat your husband the way the world treats men. I don't know if you notice the shift in our culture. Now, men are um, good for a paycheck, if that. Because now women make more, more, a lot of women make more than men. That's the culture we're living in. There's no problem with that. 
Um, but the way the world is viewing men and the way the world is portraying men is they're good for a paycheck or a donor, and that's it, I'll need you. That's the truth. The world is pushing down the male figure and elevating other figures. Y'all ain't hearing me. Don't treat your husband the way the world is teaching you and, and showing you to treat your husband. There's a whole movement out there in our culture that, that feels anti-men. Don't you feel it? Christian women obey the Lord and act like Christian women. Abigail says, David, listen, my husband is a fool and we know that. She said, David, don't let his foolish behavior cause you to do something stupid. Look at verse 28. God is going to make your house an enduring house. Abigail is very clear that David will be the next king. Notice because, verse 28, my Lord David fights the battles of the Lord. In other words, David This isn't a battle of the Lord. This is your flesh. She says, David, evil is not found in you all your days. David, you are not a murderer. That's not you. In other words, David, your reputation will be ruined if you do this. David, it's not in your character to repay evil for evil. Proverbs 20, 22. Do not say that I will repay evil. Wait for the Lord and he will deliver you. Proverbs 24. 29, do not say, I will do to him as he has done to me. I will pay the man back for what he has done. Don't do that. And Abigail is appealing to David. David, this is not you. Look at verse 29. Now they heard, the servants heard about Saul chasing. The servants and everybody actually heard that Saul was chasing David. They heard about it all the way down to Paran. And she talks about, notice she mentions a man is in pursuit of David, obviously Saul. Remember, Nabal said in verse 10, there's plenty of runaway slaves these days. So she says, David, my Lord, think about what you're doing. There's no evil found in you. You didn't hurt Saul. We all know about that. Look at verse 29. It's an awesome poetic statement. But the life of my Lord shall be bound in the bundle of the living with the Lord your God and the lives of your enemies. He shall sling out as from the pocket of a sling. The New Living Translation, I like this version of it, says, even when you are chased by those who seek to kill you, your life is safe in the care of the Lord your God, secure in his treasure pouch. But the lives of your enemies will disappear like stone shot from a sling. Now listen, there's two parts to this statement. I want to just kind of take, it a, take, take, this, take this verse apart. The first part, but the life of my Lord shall be bound in the bundle of living with the Lord your God. In other words, David, your God-honored life is tightly bound in the bundle of a God-protected life. I'm going to say that again. David, your God-honored life is tightly bundled in the protection uh, or, or in the protection of, uh, of a God-protected life. Your God-honored life is tightly bound in the bundle of a God-protected life. That's the first part. And then the second part, and the lives of your enemies, he shall sling out as far as a pocket sling. She says, David, you killed a giant with a sling and a stone. And now you need 400 in-debt men to kill an old fool? She said, David, you are like a bundle that the Lord, are y'all listening to me? David, you're like a bundle that the Lord holds closely to himself. Your enemies are like rocks that the Lord will sling away. 
like the rock that went into the head of Goliath. She nicely asking David, buck up and act like a man who is close to the Lord's heart. Did you get that? That's awesome. This is an awesome, awesome, poetic statement. She says, David, act like a man who's close to the Lord's heart. Abigail says, David, when you take the throne, you won't be plagued by the remembrance of shedding blood or that you avenge yourself. Abigail reminds David that one day you're going to be king. And when that happens, you won't remember this stuff. It won't matter. But what will matter is whether or not your kingly hands are clean. She says, David, one day you're going to reign over the nation. And in light of your destiny, you can't afford to give in to the temptation of getting revenge. Listen, getting revenge feels good now, but bad later. Did you hear me? Getting revenge feels good now, but bad later. You simply cannot win by trying to get even. How many broken relationships would never happen if you stopped trying to get even? How many broken marriages would not happen if you stopped trying to get even? Have you ever said something? Show of hands. Have you ever said or did something you wished you hadn't? Show of hands. That's everybody in here. We've all said things and did things we regret, right? And we're thinking, man, if I could just take a minute and just have thought about it and took a minute to think about it and, 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 and give it a second to breathe, I wouldn't have done that. A- Abigail said, David, you don't want to have this hanging over your head like something you should not have done because once it's done, you can't undo it. Don't y'all get, did you get the reasoning? This woman, I'm trying to help you understand and see how very, very wise this woman is. Ladies, if you want a godly example of a godly woman who built up her home, who saved her husband, probably saved a a, a tribe, who was wise, who had brains, who submitted to her husband, she wasn't a doormat. Nowadays, we think the word submit means be a doormat. The word submit doesn't be a doormat. Actually, you submit to your husband because you're submitting to the Lord. And by submitting to the Lord, I'll wait while you clap your hands there. And by submitting to the Lord, submitting to your husband, you're submitting yourself to the Lord. You're being obedient to God. That's why you do it. This woman is amazing. Look at verse uh, 32. Let's move forward. Look at verse 32. Then David said, if you look at verse 32, say I'm looking at it. Then David said to Abigail, blessed is the Lord God of Israel who sent you this day to meet me. And blessed is your advice. And blessed are you. Because you have kept me this day from coming to bloodshed and from avenging myself with my own hand. For indeed, as the Lord God of Israel lives, who has kept me back from hurting you, unless you had hurried and come to meet me surely by morning light. And the King Jimmy reads the same thing. No male would be left to Nabal. Or the King Jimmy, you know what it reads. All right. So David received from her hand what she brought him and said to her, go up in peace to your house. See, I have indeed, or I have heeded your voice and respected your person. Stop right there. David said, blessed is the Lord God of Israel who sent you this day. I think David is saying, praise God you got here when you did. Don't you? 
Praise God you got here when you did. Think about it. She's kind of telling David, watch this. She's kind of telling David off. She's like kind of telling David about himself. She really is. But she did it with grace. Don't you know you can say almost anything to anybody? It just depends on how you say it. It depends on how you say it. You can tell, you can tell people off and when they leave, they go, you know what? Thank you very much. And you today just told you off. And you go, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Or you can tell people off and find yourself engaged in a problem. It depends on how you use your words. It depends on your attitude. She's telling David off. She's telling David about himself. But this is the wisdom here that we see in this woman. She was not offensive and not disrespectful. She was honoring and respectful to David, and that's why David could receive it. Again, you can say anything to people. It's how you say it. It's your attitude. Your attitude can shut people down before words come out of your mouth. And you know that's right. Your attitude can shut people down. You want to talk to somebody like you come, hey, I'd like to have a word with you. Your body posture can shut people down before a word comes out of your mouth. I'm going to have a word with you. Or, you know what, I like to sit over here and have a word with you. Can we sit and talk? Your body language, your body posture can put people off before a word comes out of your mouth. She could say these things with the right attitude. David then, watch this, he turns around and he writes Psalm 141 verse 5. At this time, let the righteous strike me, it shall be a kindness, and let him rebuke me, it shall be as Excellent oil, let my head not refuse it. Notice David said, let the righteous strike me. It shall be a kindness to me and a rebuke to me. He said to Abigail, blessed is your advice and blessed are you. You've kept me from bloodshed and doing something stupid or avenging myself. Listen, it's one thing to be rebuked and take it. It's another thing to be rebuked and see God's hand in it. It's still yet another thing to be rebuked and thank the person who cared enough to rebuke you. I'm trying to teach you something. Who cared enough to faithful are the wounds of a friend. Somebody comes and tells you something and they're right, then they're right. If it's God's word, they're right. And you should be grateful enough to say, thank you for loving me enough to tell me the truth. I don't want you to lie to me. You don't lie to people. Other people ask me uh, my opinion, and I will ask them, and those of you that know me, you know, I will say, do you want my opinion? Do you really want my opinion? Yes, I really want your opinion. And I tell them exactly what I think, and, what I, and I don't lie. And a lot of times, it may not be what you want to hear. Matter of fact, more often, it's not what they want to hear. But it's what they need to hear. That's why David wrote Psalm 141, verse 5. Let the righteous strike me, it shall be a kindness. And let, let him rebuke me, it shall be as excellent oil. Let my head not refuse it. David said, blessed is your advice and blessed are you. David is impressed with Abigail's actions, her words, and of course, the food. Yeah. David didn't take revenge. 
He was smart enough to listen to wisdom. Proverbs 15, here's memory verse, write it down. Proverbs 15, 31 through 33. The ear that hears the rebukes of life will abide among the wise. He who disdains instruction despises his own soul, but he who heeds rebuke gets understanding. The fear of the Lord is the instruction of wisdom, and before honor is humility. Meanwhile, saints, back on the ranch, Abigail is saving lives, and Nabal is partying. Look at verse 36. Now, Abigail went to Nabal, and there he was, holding a feast in his house, like the feast of a king. And Nabal's heart was merry within him, for he was very drunk. Therefore, she told him nothing, little or much. You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch in Calvary Chapel, Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. You may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccary.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light.